Welcome back to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 12.33 Eastern Standard Time, 11.33 Central. It is great to be back. And I have to explain myself. I know. I haven't made a podcast in three weeks. Where have I been? Why am I not giving content to my listeners? Look, guys, I want to apologize. After Thanksgiving... Kind of got a little sick. Throat wasn't feeling great. Uh, And then I had finals. You know, I still am having finals this week, but um, I've been studying for finals, kind of gearing down, clamping down. But I found a few minutes here to sneak away and talk about week 16 because it is so intriguing. But we'll get into that in a minute. But guys, I just want to apologize for not putting anything out there for a while. Uh, I. The last thing I put out was the Thanksgiving Spectacular, and that has been being received as one of the best podcasts, uh, like it has been in the past. But really, uh, this one was really a a benchmark uh, and kind of a a nice litmus test for our podcast and how great it it was. Uh, So I want to thank Eric Devine, and I want to thank Ryan Crony for being on there with me. Uh, That was fun. But guys, since I left you... A lot of things have been happening in this thing we call the National Football League. I mean, a lot of great storylines. A lot of interesting things are happening uh, since I last saw you in week 13. Uh, Thanksgiving week kind of went weirdly, but we've been having a few weird things. And we're going to dive into it here before we get into the slate. But first things first, uh, look... I don't like the Saints. I'm going to be honest. Uh, They beat my Colts in the Super Bowl. I still hold a grudge. I'm sorry. I'm just one of those people. Um, I'm a homer for the Colts, obviously. So, you know, I don't really like the Saints. But I do admire and respect Drew Brees at times. And last night was one of those times when he passed uh, my favorite quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning, uh, in total touchdowns in his career. Uh, And so I want to congratulate Drew Brees for breaking the record. Um, him and Tom Brady now are kind of, you know, he's got Tom Brady by a few, but it's going to be interesting to see how that finishes out. Um, but I would say Drew's probably going to hold that record for a while is what I would think. So, you know, um, obviously he's so important in our community here, uh, in Lafayette, West Lafayette, obviously being, uh, going to, going to university at Purdue, uh, going there for four years and then taking Purdue to the Rose Bowl. So he's such a huge part of this community. So I want to congratulate him here at the top of the podcast. And uh, he, he's a phenomenal talent. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Um, and we throw the term GOAT out kind of wildly. I don't know if he's a GOAT, but he is a great quarterback. I will say that. I don't think he's a GOAT, but he's 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 high up there. He's pretty He's pretty phenomenal. So I want to congratulate him. And the Breeze family, because last night was a huge, uh, huge record he broke. So I want to congratulate him off the top of the podcast. Uh, Just some other news and notes from week 15. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be out for a certain amount of time for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, That can be incorporated here in these next weeks of how I pick their games. But uh, Dalvin Cook's a huge part, and to have him injured, uh, for their, and be out for the next two weeks, especially with the game against Green Bay coming up uh, on Monday night. Uh, he's a very key component to that offense, and seeing him being injured is not, uh, if you're a Viking fan, not what you want to see. 
So he is going to be out at least until uh, the playoffs uh, in the wild card round. He will come back, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have to keep an eye on that for Dalvin Cook. Um, since I last saw you, Eli Manning has now starting for the Giants again, which I feel like we've seen this before. Like, oh, we're going to bench him for Geno Smith, and, you know, that's what's going to happen. Then we're going to go back to Eli. Now we're going to bench him for Danny Dimes, and now Danny Dimes injured. I I think, you know, he's kind of having his farewell tour right now is what I think is happening. I think he is going to be retired at the end of the season. He's either going to be retired or he's going to be on another team. I don't think he's staying in New York at the end of this season, he's either going to retire or go to another team, I believe. Like, that's really what I think is going to happen for Eli. And I like watching him. Uh, well, not recently, but, I mean, I've over his career, I've liked watching him and rooting for him. So, you know, to see him uh, be able to come back and finish off these last few games is kind of cool, you know. Um, and he was so close in that Philly game last Monday or two Mondays ago, I guess. Um, and he was so close, and he thought he maybe could pull an upset of sorts. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of sad because, you know, with this miserable NFC East, which we'll get into later, um, you know, I mean, it's so sad that we couldn't have got, uh, you know, the Giants are kind of lingering in the hunt in the playoffs, and they could win the NFC East, and then Eli goes on this tear and goes on this magical, you know, last year Super Bowl run, Danny Dimes gets injured. He runs, you know, he, you know, runs the gauntlet, wins the last few games, and makes a run in the playoffs. That would have been a nice Eli finishing story, but doesn't. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So, um, but it would have been fun because the NFC East is so miserable that seeing Eli win it would have been pretty fun. Just to be like, okay, well the Giants won, so Eli, you know, Eli winning that would have been fun. But you know. We can't all get that. We're either going to get a terrible Cowboy team or a terrible Philadelphia team. But, yeah, I get to I get to talk about that later. Yippee for me. Uh, but other news, I'm going to save the best for last because the last thing I'm going to talk about here in the news is going to be great. But, sadly, Josh Gordon has been suspended again for the fifth time for uh, drug using banned substances in the league against league policy. We all know the story. We've seen it millions of times. Look, he's only done it five times, but when can a guy learn? I mean, you'd think a guy would learn after maybe his second, third time, but after your fourth and fifth times, yeah. I mean, he's he's not going to be in the National Football League anymore. Sorry to all the Josh Gordon fans. He's a phenomenal talent. I'm not going to lie. He's great. He's, he's a great receiver, but, you know, He's always suspended, and he's always screwing himself. And you can't do that in this league. You you must, and I know this is going to sound really obvious, you have to be, uh, you know, going to meetings, going to practices, to play in games and stay healthy. But when you're always suspended and you're missing walk, you know, walkthroughs, meetings, practices, Games, obviously, you know, you're not going to live to your full potential when you're always suspended. And it's only his fifth time, which I found it hard to believe. It feels like it's been about his 10th or 20th time getting suspended. It feels like he's gotten suspended so many more times than five. To me, it feels like. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. But to me, it feels like he's been suspended at least 10 times. And so it's sad to see such a potential... uh, 
guy with so much potential and so much greatness, I feel like. Just never find an able, you know, find that moment to click where he's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know? Maybe I shouldn't take that substance, you know? Maybe I should do something that won't harm my career. But, you know, everybody uh, is allowed to make their own choices, and they have to suffer the consequences, and this is what he's doing. And I don't think he's going to find himself back in a club anytime soon. So, unfortunately for Josh Gordon, I think his career is over. But, you know, from what we saw, we could have saw – we could have saw – we should have seen a lot more than we got from Josh Gordon. Um, the potential was so, so great there. And when he was able to play, he was fun to watch. Um but now with his fifth substance uh, abuse, I, I think it's done. I think he's he's done in the NFL. So, oh, all right. Now I get to talk about my favorite thing in the world. I get to bash the New England Patriots. And guys, uh, when my cousin Danny was playing for them, I was rooting for the Patriots. But now he's in Atlanta, and now I get to bash New England. My favorite hobby in the whole entire world is bashing the New England Patriots. Of course, I do not like them, so getting to bash on them is one of my favorite things. And this latest scandal we get from Foxborough is hilarious. Okay, this is so funny. The cameraman, this advanced scout, okay, uh, Jay Glazer on the Fox NFL Sunday show, uh, the one with Howie Long, Terry Bradshaw, you know, Rob Riggle, the whole, the whole thing. Jay Glazer drops the video of one of the advanced scouts taping a the Browns Bengals game from two weeks ago, and the Patriots are trying to scout out the other team, the Bengals, who they were going to play the week after. And he is filming the sideline, which, in case you didn't know, you cannot do that. You may only film the field at, at play. You cannot film the sideline. And this advanced scout did not know that and he just wants to delete the video now this is just the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life because the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing and that he just wants to hide it all up makes so much sense because it's all this patriots collusion you know spygate deflated footballs we're gonna bring it all back into the mix because you know what it's just another one of these scandals that the patriots are gonna try to hide up and listen um, I was listening to Bill Simmons, because I usually do every week. He was talking about, well, the Patriots haven't thrown this guy under the bus yet, which is even worse. And I didn't even think about that. They have not even tried to uh, acquit themselves of anything of this guy. They they haven't mentioned this guy's name. I don't know what his name is. They haven't tried to mention anything like, hey, get this guy the hell out of the building. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, we don't know what he's doing. He's some dumbass. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Get him out of here. No, no, no. They're not even trying to, like, fix this. They're just kind of letting this thing sit out there and float. And uh, the matter of fact is it's getting worse. It's getting really, really bad. Um, and there's going to be an investigation. Bill says he has nothing to do with it. Uh, really? Bill had nothing to do with this. Kind of hard to believe. If you ask me, because when you got Bill Belichick, who's running, obviously him and Kraft run run the team together. But when you have a system like that, like you're the Patriots, you have a system where everything's flowing and there's ebbs and flows. And the fact that 
You don't know that this guy is such an idiot that, you know, he, he knows to, he, he doesn't know that he can't film the sideline, which you'd think you would have to know if you're being a scout for the New England Patriots, right? Surely Bill Belichick had something to do with hiring this guy. There's no way this guy walks into Bill or, or, or Rob's office and says, hey, Lot, you know, ba, 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 ba. you know, I know this, 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 this. There's no way that guy gets vetted and gets hired without knowing. That. I mean, I mean, I, I, to me, there's no way the guy didn't know what he was doing. He had to have known what he was doing. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, it just feels like there's no way this guy got past Bill Belichick without knowing what he needed to know. You know, or. Maybe Bill said, hey, start filming the sideline. That's always possible. I just think, it, to me, with the way things are run around there in Foxborough, I just can't see that, oh, it's just the story of, oh, I didn't know the rules. No, 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 no. There is no way in hell you didn't know the rules. You have Bill Belichick, who breaks down every minute detail of every little thing possible. And you're telling me you didn't know the rules in New England? No. No. Not a chance. Not a chance in Hades. You had to have known that rule. Had to have. You have Bill Belichick, who's been coaching in this league for, what, 50 years? And you're telling me that you didn't know the rules. One of the most successful franchises all in in National Football League history. And you didn't know the rules. And you're the advanced scout? No, something, something doesn't add up here. Not, not, not making any sense to me. Not making any sense. Something's fishy. Something's going on. If he's trying to play dumb, and he wanted to delete the video. He's just like, oh, can't we delete the video? Because he's talking to some Bengal security guards or video guards. Some, there's some Bengal personnel. He's like, can't we just delete the video? Well, no, obviously you can't just delete the video. This is juicy. And it's fun to see New England get investigated. I love it. I, I love to see New England under investigation. And there is going to be a penalty somewhere down the road. This is not going to just go away. It is going to stake and stay around. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's going to affect their Super Bowl run because I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So, that keeping, keeping that in mind, I'm loving... This whole New England cheating. I love when they bring up New England cheating again. Because it's amazing. And it really helps me out. Because all these New England fans now. They're going to say. Oh well you know. you know, They're going to try to defend themselves. This they can't defend themselves with. It looks way too bad. This looks way too bad for them. Way too bad. They can't, they can't defend this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry New England. I'm sorry Boston. You can't defend this one. Good luck trying, because it'll be fun trying to defend it, because I know you will, you know. But go eat your clam chowder, try to defend this one. It's going to be hard. All right, enough about Ben Affleck's favorite team. Let's hit the slate, shall we? Ah, it's been a while since I've said those words. So this week, no Thursday night game, okay, no Thursday night. Uh, Instead, we get a a Saturday uh, matinee. We get a triple header on Saturday. Uh, we got some nice matinee games. We got a 1 o'clock, a 4.30, and an 8.15, all on NFL Network. So no Fox, CBS, NBC. It's all NFL Network on Saturday. 
And these are good games. Uh, 1 o'clock, we got Houston at Tampa Bay, which, okay, this is a good game because Houston just beat Tennessee. They're winning the AFC South now. And Tampa is a good opponent. I know their record uh, may not reflect how good they actually are, but they're probably the best. I when they're when they're really healthy because I know they lost some receivers. And when Jameis is on point and only throws two or three interceptions instead of four or five, they're a good team and they're really fun to watch. Um, but I'm going to pick Houston in this one. I know at Tampa interesting place to play i don't know what the weather is going to be like i haven't looked that up i looked at weather up for some of these other games i'm not sure what the weather is going to be in tampa um but i still think houston's going to win anyway they look really nice on the road deshaun was looking uh pr- pretty nice against tennessee uh on the road um carlos hyde got it going for them i think he gets it going he's kind of found his stride i think houston's going to beat tampa bay but i think it's very close i think it's about uh three Three points or, or a touchdown for Houston. This is a really close one. Kind of a weird time on a Saturday. It kind of throws your scheduling off a little bit if you're the two teams. But I think Houston's going to win. Uh, I feel like this is the earliest Saturday game I've ever seen on Saturday. Because I know they've played football and uh, NFL on Saturdays before, obviously. But I feel like this is like the earliest one they've ever done on a Saturday. So watching NFL at 1 o'clock on a Saturday is going to be the weirdest Thing plus we have three NFL games and then you throw in the five or six bowl games that are on Saturday, plus you throw in college basketball into the mix. This is just a crazy time of year, you know. Christmas time, oh, it's always a phenomenal time. But this, this is why between like, you know, after after Halloween, in between after Halloween, like November first. And January 1st, this is like the greatest time in the sports calendar. I mean, this is really where everything's going on. It's awesome. Um, but I'm going to take Houston for that. I think I think they're good for a win there at Tampa Bay. All right, then we got 430. This is another great game. And when we're looking back at the schedule in April, I don't think we thought this was going to be a very good game. But Bills at Patriots. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. All right, 430. Interesting kickoff, but listen, okay? I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't think New England's very good. I don't know if anybody else knows that or not. Obviously, their defense is phenomenal. We all know that. But so is Buffalo's, okay? But New England's offense is human waste. It is terrible. It, I mean, Brady's not passing it as well as he used to. And there's no, no receivers are getting open and there's no... Um, there's no bounce in the step, and there's no big play receiver that they're missing. Obviously, they tried to get Antonio Brown. We all know how that worked out. And now that, you know, they don't really have that big play guy, and you say, well, Julian Edelman, but Julian's getting double covered every time. Who are you going to find that you can get open and, and find that big play receiver? They haven't found that. They thought maybe Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons. He hasn't been producing like they thought he would, you know. And the Bills are trending upward right now. If I were to tell you that, okay, yeah, you know, New England has the better record, and obviously they're going to get the better playoff spot, but I'll tell you this, I'm picking the Bills here. I, I I mean, they went into Pittsburgh and played well. Josh Allen played well enough. Their defense is ferocious. They've already played each other once, and it was at Buffalo, and it was really close. And I think the fact that it's at Foxborough doesn't really mean a whole lot. 
now anymore. Now that this offense is kind of inadequate for New England, I feel like this defense can suffocate this offense, possibly get some turnovers. Um, it's going to be a really tough game for Buffalo. I think it's a really tight game. But I'm going to take Buffalo by a touchdown. I'm really high on this Buffalo team, man. I, I'm liking Montgomery or uh, Singletary. Um, I'm liking the running game they have, and they've got some nice weapons. And Josh Allen just makes things happen. He was able to drive down the field when they need him, and he also is such uh, a fun player to watch. He, he runs around. He makes plays. I love Josh Allen, and he, he takes such a command. He's that you know Wyoming cowboy type of kid. Uh, and so to take control of that offense, and, and the Bills' defense is phenomenal as well. So I'm going to take the Bills, but I think it's only by a touchdown at New England. So give me the Bills. And then Rams at the Niners. Uh, listen, okay. L.A. laid an egg on Sunday against Dallas. Led up 44 points. We thought L.A. could maybe come back, kind of, kind of they were re-sparked, you know, they were doing well, so well. And now they lost to the Cowboys. It's not looking great. They get a chance here against uh, San Francisco. Night game, late Saturday night. It's going to be a good game. Divisional games always are. Say, or, you know, LA will get up for this one. But I think San Francisco wins. I think San Francisco needs it a little bit more uh, than the Rams. I'm going to take San Francisco at home by two touchdowns. Could be even more. Depends what San Francisco team we see. If we see that one that they played against Green Bay, it was really hitting on all cylinders, um, it, it could get pretty ugly. But if we see a formidable showing from the Rams, it could be a pretty close one. But I'm going to take San Francisco regardless in this game. Gurley has to get going for the Rams if they want any shot at winning this game. But I'm taking San Francisco. So on Saturday, i got Houston, Buffalo, and San Francisco. All right, let's move on to Sunday. Got 1 o'clock slate. Uh, not as many games in the 1 o'clock slate, uh, but obviously the most in the days in the 1 o'clock. So first we start off with my favorite team, the Colts, who have been eliminated from playoff contention. Um, they were sad to watch yesterday on Monday night as Drew Brees broke the record uh, against Peyton Manning. And Michael Thomas only has 11 more receptions to break Marvin Harrison's reception r- record. So... Yeah, it's not been great this week for me. Um, all the Saints just keep beating out Colts records, and the fact that they beat up on the Colts yesterday just really didn't help. The fact that, you know, it helped the fact that I don't like the Saints, and it's still, that, that it still runs through me now. Like, it's still, you know, I don't like the Saints still. And it just, they keep feeding the fire of why I don't like the Saints. But anyway, they're... NFC South rivals, the Panthers come into town against Lucas, against the Colts and Lucas Oil. Uh, look, the Colts are just kind of, I mean, injured. I mean, that's really the way to specify it. TY's out. I don't feel like we're the healthiest right now. Um, we're just not playing with a whole lot of energy. And I saw it last night. We're just kind of, Feels like we're going through the motions out there. And, and Kyle Allen and the Panthers played well against Seattle last week. I think it's going to be a close one, but I think the Panthers win. You know, I think it, for the Colts at this point, if we keep losing at this point, you know, I mean, better draft status at this point. You know, try to lose, whatever. We'll see. At this point, you know, I'll watch the game, but I'm not, you know, 
know that we've been eliminated for the playoffs kind of makes me sad. So I'm going to take the Panthers, but I think it's a very close game. Brissett keeps it in. And, and the Panthers I can't really trust because either of these teams, both these teams were good at one point and then just really went downhill after a while. But um, I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers. I think it's the first week I've actually picked against the Panthers or picked against the Colts. Um, but I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. All right, Jags at Falcons. Uh, look, both these teams, 5-9, and kind of had some decent wins last week. Gardner Minshew drove down the field against the Raiders. Uh, Matt Ryan beating the 49ers. Uh, both these teams kind of so sporadic in a sense. Um, if they could have just gotten some wins here and there throughout the whole season, they may be in playoff contention, but instead they are not. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Uh, they played really well last week. Matt Ryan was in a groove. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew keeps things interesting. This is a fun matchup. But I'm going to take the Falcons to beat the Jaguars at home. I think they get it done. All right, Ravens at Browns. Listen, guys. Um, the Ravens are going to come off 10 days of rest. Okay, They beat the hopeless Jets. Okay, Just terrible drumming. Lamar threw for five touchdowns. He may be the greatest player I ever see in my life. Besides maybe like Peyton Manning, Tom I mean, he is just a phenomenal athlete. And he's so fun to watch. Every time he touches the pigskin, uh, it makes me get tingles. Because I just know he's such a fun guy to have on television. He's so fun to watch on Sundays. And when he played on Thursday night and I was watching football on Sunday, I'm like, oh. I don't get a game break and see, you know, Lamar highlights. You know, I love seeing that game break in between, you know, the other games and be like, oh, yeah, James just threw a 70-yard bomb to Hollywood Brown. Yeah, you know, I mean, I miss that on Sunday. And it makes you appreciate Lamar so much. Uh, But listen, the Browns still hanging around in the hunt. Not for long. Ravens off 10 days rest. There's a revenge factor. Browns killed him at the beginning of the season somehow. I don't know how that happened, but they did. Uh, And this Browns team is just, well, I mean, what a joke. I mean, Baker is throwing people under the bus. I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast. I, I think I missed this too, but he's been throwing athletic trainers under the bus. I mean, these are guys that are your friends that help you out. And take care of you, and you're throwing him under the bus. He's throwing people under the bus. Freddie Kitchens can't call plays. There's there's too much talent. There's a wealth of resources on that team, and they just can't. It, it, it's like a man who lives in Texas, but he he has a, a a swell of oil on his land, and he just he knows he has a swell of oil on his land, but instead he just decides to turn that that property into a parking lot. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there, there's so much talent on the team, and the fact that they can't even grab a wild card spot is unbelievable. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt, you got Njoku, you got Landry, you got Beckham. I mean, and, and I thought Baker was a formidable quarterback, and the fact that I feel like he's just regressing as a quarterback. Last year, he had such a swagger to him, and this year, it's just completely different. I don't know if it's a sophomore slump or what it is, but there's just something about Cleveland. It, it's not smelling good. I thought they were going to at least make the playoffs this season, 
And my cousin Patrick, give him credit, he was absolutely right. You know, Cleveland just doesn't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's the head coaching. I think I think it is. I mean, Freddie Kitchens just doesn't know what he's doing. It's clearly and obvious. I mean, it's so obvious. Um, and they, there needs to be a change in Cleveland. But I'm going to take the Ravens to beat the Browns uh, on Sunday. It, it's gonna. It could get nasty. Could get really nasty. I know the AFC North rivalries, though. They kind of seem to kind of be. Very tight at times, but I've got the Ravens taking taking care of the Browns. All right, this is the best 1 o'clock game. Saints at the Titans is fun. Titans kind of getting it back, grooving. Ryan Tannehill playing well. I know they lost on Sunday, but Derrick Henry kind of took a step back on Sunday against the Texans, but overall still a great back. Um, Saints going into Nashville. Nice win against the Colts last night, uh, sadly to say, but... I was looking the weather in Tennessee, in Nashville. Uh, high is 57 uh, degrees, so Drew Brees should have pretty pretty good pretty good traction. Usually there's one bad weather Drew Brees game where he just does really poorly, and I don't know if they missed out on that or not, but usually there's that one game where, I think last year it was, was it the Giants last year? It was, it was, there, was there was one really horrible game he had, and he usually has some bad weather games where he doesn't do well. Um, but I think this one they do win. I, I think they finally found it, and I think Michael Thomas is just uh, an absolute monster. Um, and, and I don't think the Titans will be able to stop this offense in the Saints. I'm taking the Saints to beat the Titans, but I think it's a very close game. All right, this is the Burn Your Cable Box game of the week. The mighty Bungles facing off against the hopeless Dolphins. Uh, both these teams are absolutely horrible. Um, apparently, though, the Bengals are a threat since the uh, Patriots are trying to uh, cheat and and send in their guy to, uh, you know, film the sideline for them. Uh, look, I think the Dolphins win this game. Fitzpatrick does some weird things. I know the Bengals have shown signs of life, but I think it's just too much for them. I think the Dolphins win. I think it's a very horrible game. I'm going to try to watch uh, no more than two minutes of this game. I'm hopefully in red zone. Won't show it, but they will. They always show the worst games the most for some reason. But I'm going to take the Dolphins to beat the Bengals. All right. We got the Steelers at the Jets. Uh, Yeah, listen. Steelers didn't look great on Sunday against the Bills. And I know the Bills are pretty good. uh, But it was at home. Duck Hodges. Against the Jets, I look, the Jets aren't very good, but I will say this could be a trap game for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could come in being really cocky and being like, hey, you know, we can win this game. We should kill this team. And that's where Pittsburgh, I think, could fall into trouble if they think they can kill anybody. Because I know they have a great defense, but with Duck Hodges, it's always possible you could lose. I mean, he's better than Mason Rudolph, but the fact is, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one, but don't be surprised if it's, you know, 21-3 to and you see Pittsburgh down against the Jets. It's one of those trap games, and it's weird. Because it's at New York, Sunday, kind of week 16, weird things happen. You know, we've seen the Falcons beat the 49ers. We saw the Broncos beat the Texans. I mean, weird things happen to playoff teams or in-the-hunt teams, so... I'm going to take Pittsburgh, but it could be a really weird one. So, All right, so check into part two where I take down the other parts of the slate 
in the playoff picture.